My name is Dave. And my name's Kirk. And this week, it's a monster party. to No More Sages, a show where we pick one game for each year and then kind of check and see how video games have evolved, if we can remember what the last game was. Now, as I'm sure you can tell, we are back in 19... Craig, what year is this supposed to be? 1989. Okay. I thought I lost you there. It's like... Because I looked at the stats, I'm like, wait, we're starting in 89? Okay. Yeah. Oh. The reason the reason we're starting in eighty nine is because I went from two thousand and twelve and then worked backwards. Okay. All right. So, um, dear listener, that might come across as like a skit. That was not a skit. That was a <laughs> full real life. Uh oh. I think we made an oopsie. Okay. So yes, as we said in the beginning, this is my pick, and this week it's Monster Party. Now. Craig, how do we feel about monster parties? Uh, monster parties themselves, I'm kind of hit or miss. Uh, out with Halloween, which, you know, is, is fine, but I wouldn't regularly go to a monster party. Uh, if you look at the cover art, for example, you'll see that there are only three attractive monsters out of the group of seven on there. Ooh, and, um, alright, so we have the Creature of the Black Lagoon, we have Medusa, we have Dracula... We have unnamed trolley guy. Yeah. We have uh, what's her name from Little Shop of Horrors. Yep. And then we have skeleton thing. Yeah. Okay. So which three are the attractive ones? Uh, I quite like the skeleton thing. Okay. Uh, All right. At, at the front, and I like the green gloopy thing at the front. That's the creature from the Black Lagoon. Okay. Okay, creature from the Black Lagoon. And Medusa. There's something about snake hair, like they could nibble you. This is true. Uh, so so you're not going to go... I mean, you can't really say no to Dracula. It depends what iteration of Dracula is. Um, Gary Oldman. Okay, right. Okay, I, I, would, I would go home with Dracula then. Yeah, I, I would go home with Gary Oldman. I'd go home with Keanu Reeves too, but then you might have to watch him act. That's going to... Um, personally, I'm going to say if I'm taking one of them out, it's probably going to be Dracula because he's got a little bit of class. Yeah, I suppose, but you'd always be out at night. There would be no, like, summertime sunny strolls. It would always be at night. You'd have to change your sleeping pattern. Yeah, this is true. Or, I mean, you could have that cool thing where you're living in the same house, but your schedules are so off, it's like you're still dating, and that keeps the magic alive. Oh, yeah. Like, and then every time you see each other, you go, oh, like, ships in the night. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean personally, I think that's a long last... Craig, what are we doing? <laughs> I've got no idea. <laughs> I totally lost a plot. Okay. All right. So Monster Party was developed by Human Entertainment. Uh, known for a variety of things, Craig. Do you have any history with them? Uh, I don't... I, I mean, I probably do. They've got a massive list of stuff. So if I went through it, maybe. Uh, but if I scroll really quickly, as I'm doing right now through the entire list, nothing jumps out as something that I've ever played. 
like I'm nothing. Sorry, yet again, you have proven yourself clock to tower. be a liar. Clock tower. <laughs> yes, we did a Clock Tower episode a while ago. This is the same guys. Yeah, they're they're, uh-huh. they're the Fire Pro Wrestling guys. I if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, they're the Fire Pro guys. So they're kind of known for oddball games, and this mm-hmm. game is an oddball. It really is. Uh, not very often do you see horror done on the NES. But, Craig, before we get into what this actually is, do you have any history at all? Not with Monster Parties. We've gone over that. Mm-hmm. With the game. No, like, not none at all. Never heard of it. Never seen it. Again, not being a Nintendo kid, I was exposed to very, very little. Especially on the NES. Like, I think I've said before, my cousins had a Super Nintendo. I would have played, like, the Super Mario All-Stars Party Pack and a couple of bits. Yeah. NES or NES, whatever the right way to say that is, I very little, so nope. Okay, well, uh, th- this is a bit of an infamous game in terms of, like, the internet, like, because the internet got a hold of this, and it's like, oh my gosh, look at this, you know, Nintendo game. Um, I played it at some point between when I was a baby and now. Um, <laughs> like, like, I think this was one of those things where when emulation first started, it was that, oh, I'm going to check out a whole bunch of games I always meant to, and this was one of them, I think. Okay. Um, but ever since I played it, it's always been a, oh, that's a, that's a real oddball of a game. Um, you played, I take it, the American version? I presume so. It was in English. Okay. Um, the, the cool thing about this game, before we actually talk about the mechanics of it and stuff, is, um, it was originally meant to be a parody of a bunch of movies. Kind of like Splatterhouse did with horror movies. Uh, this was going to deal with just a wide swath of pop culture. Like, uh, the first boss that shoots bubbles at you. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be Audrey. And then there's a boss that's like a gremlin from the movie Gremlins. And then there's a, a xenomorph from Aliens in it. Like, it was supposed to be that. And for some uh-huh. reason, a lot of that got changed. And so that's what makes this notable in terms of, like, history. What makes it super notable is how damn weird it is. Yeah, it's not weird. It's not weird in a bad way, like as in, oh, that's weird. It's weird in a. It there appears to be human legs kicking up out of the mm-hmm. ground as things, and you could be running along a nice happy stage with lots of wee smiley faces, and then lightning strikes, and all of a sudden all those faces have blood all over them, and it's like skulls and stuff, and other. Weird things, you know, fish with legs running about the place. It's uh, eyeballs on tentacles. Yeah, do you know it's being a an from nineteen eighty nine. I was surprised at the amount of times I went. Oh, that's kind of cool. That's kind of weird. That's kinda, like, oh yeah, like like, like the dog with the human head. It's like oh yeah, yeah. Does, basement jacks do, must really like this game. <laughs> it does a lot of weird wee things like that. That just it was interesting to see on screen. Like the game itself. Like we'll talk about the game itself, obviously. It it was less notable or interesting as just looking at it. Oh yeah, yeah. This is very much. A, I just want to take a stroll through this game. I don't really want to play it. Kind of mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Um, but like even when going back and looking at it with the you know the podcast eye, um, there's really oddball choices in the design too. Like there's a boss fight. What ten seconds into the yeah the game? Yeah, at most ten seconds. I think it really, what it does is it really very quickly establishes that you're on a 2D platformer and you're going to be going through doors 
to find bosses. But then what it does is you walk through the first door and there's a boss and then you walk through 400 other doors and there's nothing. It's just empty. Yeah, uh, or you, you come into a boss room and it goes, sorry, already dead. Already and the dead? bosses are dead. <laughs> and you're like, okay, that's great. Um, yeah. yeah, this. so in terms of what you're doing moment to moment, you play as a, a little guy. Mm-hmm. We'll call him Mark. Because I think Mark. that's his name. Yeah. As Mark. Mark yeah. and Bert. Yeah. Bert. Best name for a gargoyle ever, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you're playing as Mark, you have a baseball bat that is roughly way too small to be hitting things oh, yeah. because you hit yeah. them like four pixels before they hit you. Um, the, the only cool thing that I think uh, is neat about that is it gives you a default weapon that allows you to reflect projectiles, yeah. which is not something you see very often. So that's kind of cool. It's not. I think it's really, again probably cool in the fact that you need to use that mechanic in the first boss within the first 10 seconds so it's the the fly trap venus thingy what you call it and you have to hit the bubbles back at the right angle to kill it at least i think that's the way i killed yeah. it yeah um so immediately you know quite a lot a lot about what you're in for because that wee bat is mostly useless it's almost like uh. having a a ninja sword controlled by a monkey boy. Almost, but not quite as bad. <laughs> I, I guess would be the way to put it. Um, yeah. So um, when you're, 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 they're not stingy with health pickups at all. Like you're constantly collecting health, mm-hmm. probably because they know, okay, our our hit detection isn't exactly the best here. So they're yeah. constantly, and then every once in a while, you'll see, oh, it's a pill. And yeah. you, you, like any good little boy, you take every pill you come across, and poof, you turn into Bert the Gargoyle, who can fly and shoot lasers. Now, yeah. the flying mechanics are god-awful terrible. Mm-hmm. It feels like this... you're trying to play track and field every time you want to fly. It is no normal vertical or horizontal shooter of any description. It's just goddamn bizarre. And also, your lasers don't go the whole width of the screen. No, so. they don't. It's, um, it's a bit, um, but I, I mean the 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 gargoyle is still good. If you get a gargoyle and manage to get into a boss, oh, you're, you just you're on shot. a winner. Um, on the the kind of hit detection and general health pool you've got, a lot of the bosses, not the enemies, but the bosses, to me felt like they're. Uh, I'm going to bat you to death before you kill me, and it's constantly just trading hits, like. Honestly, nine times out of ten, I was near death while hit, killing a boss. Oh yeah, it's almost got that Castlevania. All right, I'm gonna start attacking. You start attacking, and we see who wins. Yeah, yeah. Kind of feels like it. like the Simpsons. I'm gonna punch, and if you <laughs> walk into my punch, I'm gonna kick. <laughs> um, I, I, so I, I am curious because I didn't play this as a kid, but if I had played this as a kid, that switch that it does halfway through the first level probably mm-hmm. would have got me as a kid. Uh, yeah, probably as a kid. 1989, so five years. Oh, yeah, definitely. Maybe. Should have got Reese to do it, just in case. Oh, you should but have. It, yeah, yeah. Maybe give him a nightmare or two. It is very cool. I, I, I can, having played a metric ton of NES games, I, there's only a few NES games that go that hard on horror. Okay. And, but that's what's weird about this, right? Is it goes really hard on horror. Like, like again, there's there's people's legs sticking up out of the ground. There's, uh-huh. there's blood coming out of skulls. But 
it doesn't feel like it's meant to scare you necessarily. It feels more like, ooh, spooky. And that's yeah. it. Yes, well, I, I would feel a wee bit more than ooh, spooky. Ooh, spooky would be traditional Nintendo horror. This feels like just a touch more because it's so quirky and weird it almost tries to get it and i'm not saying it does this successful but it feels like it's trying to get in your head with all the weird like in a david lynch type way of fish people and then something else like have you ever seen a razor head i I have that wonderful chicken yeah like that kind of thing where it's just shock and weirdness is i quite like it I, I now, genuinely quite like it. I would also like to say that if David Lynch would like to make a movie called David Lynch's Monster Party, I will be there day one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Another thing that, that really clicked when I was playing it this time was it feels like a ROM hack. Because there, there isn't, for me anyway, I couldn't see any progression of like, oh, okay, so, so uh, like there's pits in the middle of nowhere. And it's not like we start with a small pit. Nope, we go to just large, normal pits. Mm-hmm. And, but then there'll be no pits at all for the rest of the level. Like, it's it's really odd the way this thing was designed in terms of gameplay. And the bosses, like, arguably, I would say, what, Audrey is probably the hardest boss on World 1, and that's the first mm-hmm. one you nail. And, like, the yeah. pumpkin guy, you just you just batter him around a bit. Yeah. Um. I... I... The hardest boss for Audrey was pretty difficult because you need to be in the exact right spot and hit the exact right time to get that bubble going in the right way. And it takes an inordinate amount of hits. must be like 20 or 30 bubbles. Because at that point, I was worried. I was like, oh no, is there another trick to this boss? that Maybe I don't hit it with the bubbles. Maybe I, I let the bubbles kill me or something. You know, like really weird things. But the one that got me was... The, the, it must be a shrimp that turns into calamari type <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sitting looking at this and I'm like chasing a shrimp with a bat and then an and, onion ring and then an onion oh I thought it was calamari but an onion ring that, that makes sense and, you're, and I'm sitting here like doing this I can't catch the shrimp because it goes at the same speed you run at and I'm like this is one of the most bizarre things I've done <laughs> in a long time in a game it's I just just odd <laughs> yeah and, and i don't know how far you got in the game but like that, later it was on, exactly there it was all exactly, right you, I was just you, like you, you lost that to shrimp all right that's fair <laughs> enough um later on in the game you'll have like these you'll walk into the boss room and you'll see these two zombies and they'll just say watch his dance and you're like okay whatever and you run up and you start hitting them and then they die and they come back and then every time you hit them they die and then they come back you literally have to stand there and watch them dance. And after oh, their dance is that. done, they die. And you're I like, love that. okay, all right. Um, they also do this, 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 this other weird boss that's supposed to be like a, a chameleon kind of thing. And the whole boss room is just, it looks like, you know, it happens when your game used to break and everything just mm-hmm. glitches. It's yeah. that, but the boss moves behind all the glitches and you got to find oh. out where he is because he, bl- it's like some really weird boss stuff this game does in a, let's say what, honestly, like fairly mediocre platformer. Yeah. Do you know that that gives me a lot of like respect for the game because it's that that's not just being different and quirky, that's being pretty creative and pretty 
1989, too. Like, really forward-thinking for a lot of things. Like, all that glitchy stuff. and Was there a NES or a SNES game that crashed and then you restarted it and it reloaded a different game type or a different... Oh, again, I'm going to have to look this up or Google it. Or you might know about it already. I know, I know there's that, that, uh, that Minus World thing with Mario where if you pop it just right and then hit reset, it goes to the Minus World, which is kind of weird and glitchy and all of that. Oh, that's, that's the only cool, thing I know like that. Oh, I love crap like that. Uh, I'm sure that has sparked 942 creepypastas over the course of its life. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, um, so where does this, we've played quite a bit of retro platformers because, well, mm-hmm. that's mostly what was out there. Where do the jump physics fall for you on, on this game? Because I think the jumps are kind of garbage. I didn't think it was too bad. It's not too bad. He jumps pretty high. He does. Start. But the problem with jumping pretty high is you've still only got like a two inch bat. Like, <laughs> I mean, I like how you can hold it out. You just kind of hold it out yeah. like, like, eh. but um, it re- yeah, it reminded me of that something we played either last time round or ages ago where you just literally held the attack button when you were jumping about trees at the start. Was it oh, Wizards and Warriors. Or? Wizards and Warriors. You just hold your sword out and run about the place. Yeah, just you just kind of flail it a little and there you go. <laughs> yeah. You're good. Um, yeah, so that's Monster Party. Uh, I, I, it's very hard for us to get across what makes this game unique because it's all in the visual department. Like, the music is there. Mm-hmm. Really the best I can say. Um, it's, it's not fun to play for me, but it is fun to explore it. You know, like, this is the kind of game where if you had a Game Genie back in the day, slap on infinite health and just run through it because that's the most enjoyment yeah. you'll get out of it. I did, I did wonder... Did were you? Did you get the same? You explained your dislike of Yoshi versus uh, Kirby a couple yes. of weeks ago, and one of the things you said was with Yoshi, you constantly feel like you're exploring a level to try and find a thing rather than just progressing through it. And this has that same feeling because there's so many empty doors. Yes, but it's done. But it's done. Like I don't get that bit of it. But it's so linear that you just go in every door. Anyway, yeah, yeah. This almost feels like a Zelda two, where oh, there's a doorway. I'll go in it. Okay, I'll pop back out. Like it yeah. doesn't seem, it, it doesn't detract any time away. It's not like oh, geez, I got to find a way to get up to that door there. It's just like eh, there's doors in your way. Yeah, yeah. But there's there, there's no reason to not go in a door. So no, yeah, make, you're you're right. It makes the the fact that doors are there kind of weird rather than just having a boss platform in the middle of a level or a, st- a stage you know where you're yeah like I, I don't know i i can't picture how they would do it without the doors but that may just be because you know yeah. i played it before um this was a game that i very heavily save stated trying to get through it when i first played it because it was like boy this is just not not great the ending craig i know you didn't beat it but did you mm-hmm. happen to read the wikipedia on the ending no I did not. Okay, um, we may we may cut this out if it's not interesting. So, the end of the game. NES endings are known for their... Oh, yep, oh, see? There oh. we go. Um, <laughs> they're known for their, let's put it gently and say brevity. Um, mm-hmm. You get, ooh, the castle fell off. Uh, there you go, you're done. You killed Dracula, whatever. Um, this has that, that thing where you're, you get the little cutscene window like you did, and then... A princess comes and 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 literally melts you. Oh, like you see the poor little Mark skeleton and everything, 
okay. then Mark wakes up, and then Bert's at the door again, and he's like, let's do it. And you're like, okay, this was a weird ending to this game. If you're ever bored, Google it, because it's very strange. And I would say actually kind of horror-y. It's very, very weird. It's got that whole, like, you know, Jason sticks his hand up above the water after the movie's over kind of thing, or Carrie, or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, yeah, it, it's a very interesting game. And, Craig, mm -hmm. last time we had our questions of Nuggets. Now, yes. that, that lasted us roughly halfway through. Yeah, yeah, just about so this time I want to do uh, maybe something that's a little more evergreen, right? Okay. So okay. here's what we're going to say. And this might not work great with this game. But before we talk about whether people should play this in 2022. If you like Monster Party, try... Uh. If you like Monster Hunty, try Splatterhouse? Ooh! That's a good one. If you like Monster Party, try Splatterhouse. That was mine, but you know, that's fine. Uh -huh. Are you joking? No, 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 because I'm like, oh, okay, Splatterhouse. Uh, okay, all right, all right. Um, so then, if you like Monster Party, try Halloween Forever. There. Dave. Yes. Well, didn't that, well, didn't that that's backwards. If we're talking about Monster Panty, should we not be Monster Panty? Monster Panty. About, well. If we're, if we're talking about Monster Party, should we not say, if you like Splatterhouse, then try Monster Party? No, you know? because cause this is what I'm thinking, right? Like, like next episode, if we're like, oh, if you like Alex Kidd, try something more modern that is in the same vein. So if you don't want to go all the way back... Okay, right, you're right. You're thinking from the other point of view, which is the better and right point of view. Thank yeah, because, I mean, you can convince people to try a game that came out four years ago. Can't really convince people very easily to, hey, this game's like 30 years old. Go try it. Yeah, okay, fair enough. All right, now for the big question. Does this hold up in 2022 for you personally? I'm, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Like, it's unique enough and creepy and weird enough and it's 1989 Nintendo are notorious for censorship and making everything smiley and happy this is quite out there in terms of blood gore guts and weirdness they must have paid somebody right yeah yeah it's like it's so far out there I, I would like to think there's like an uncensored version of this as well that it's just full of everything um, <laughs> it's absolutely worth it if you're going to go back and play it Boot it up in some emulator, save state your way through it, or, you know, like, infinite health yourself through the emulator tools, or, and just go and find the bosses and kill it, because it's not the worst in the world. The bosses have different mechanics, different ways to beat them, they're interesting enough, there's a giant shrimp. What more you, can you, you can ask for? You say you'll never find another boss like some of the bosses in this game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I will 100% agree with you. I don't think... I don't think this would be one of those things where if you enjoy this by the cart, you're right. I think if you're going to play this today, play it with save states, even watch a YouTube video, whatever. But you should experience this game in some fashion. Because it is it is super unique. You are right. Yeah. All right. That concludes our episode. Um, Craig, would you like to read the ad for this week? Um. Okay. Uh, this week we are sponsored by uh, cardboardcutouts.com. 
If you're a fan of cardboard cutouts, um, you can find cardboard cutouts of Jason Statham. Of, this is true. Uh, Melinda McCartney, McCarthy. Probably of, David Lynch. Probably David Lynch and uh, Barbie. So, yeah, me undies. <laughs> me undies, cardboardcutouts.com. <laughs> cardboard promo. Ca- Cardboard pants. Cardboardpanties.com. Use code name Monster Party for a 10% off your third Monst- purchase. Monster Panty. All right. Uh, so, next up, we have Craig's pick. Craig. Yeah. What are you going to subject me to, buddy? Uh, Alex Kidd in Shinobi World. Many reasons for it, but I'll only give you one right now. And that is. Anytime I see a Master System box, I immediately feel like I need to experience... Like, Master System box art is almost peak box art. disgusting. Nah, you're so wrong in that. You're so, so wrong. Alright, we will talk about it next. We don't do too many Master System games because it turns out the whole library is garbage. Now, (laughs) uh, if you enjoyed this episode, listen to it again. I don't care. Um... Other than that, thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you next time in 1990. Who plays a Master System game in 1990? Who plays a NES game in 1989? I don't know. People that like the superior product? Not over here. Well, over there, you people put milk in your tea. So, there. That's that's how you drink it. No. Nope. You put some lemon and some sugar. You weirdo. Listen, All right. we, we stole that tea from the East and made it popular. Or maybe they made it popular and we stole it anyway. I don't know. Some, some, anyway. some imperialism was going on somewhere. Yeah, anyway, so milk is a must. At the Boston Tea Party, you would have noticed kegs and kegs of milk being thrown into the harbour as well. Because that's the right way to do it. Oh, so after they pushed all the tea in, they were like, quick, someone get uh-huh. some milk. <laughs> exactly. They were like, this is just oh, okay. wrong. It needs milk. All right. What about butter? Oh, no, that's for maniacs. That's for people that's... that are on keto diets. That's yeah. awful, right? Okay, all right. Yeah. Just, just making sure. Okay, so this has been Tea Talk with Craig and Dave. We will join you next time when we talk about Alice Kid and the health benefits of oolong tea. Until next time, thank you very much for listening. Good night, fine people. Good night. <laughs>